the Imperium of Man. In the ancient and shadowed past of the galaxy, long before the rise of the Imperium of Man, a cataclysmic event unfolded, a conflict so vast and devastating that its echoes would ripple through time, shaping the very fabric of the 41st millennium. This was the War in Heaven, a saga of cosmic proportions where godlike beings battled for the destiny of the galaxy. In this era, when the stars were young, the Old Ones reigned supreme. They traversed the warp, a realm of psychic energy, bending its arcane forces to their indomitable will. Masters of creation, they sowed the seeds of life across the galaxy, giving birth to races destined to engage in eternal conflict for the very soul of the galaxy. One such legacy of these ancient wars was the birth of the Immaterium, known more commonly as the Warp. A realm of nightmares, a mirror to the darkest aspects of sentient minds. It is from this turbulency of psychic energy that the insidious forces of chaos surge, led by terrible beings whose malevolence knows no bounds. These entities born of the galaxy's collective psychic energy and darkest, most deprived desires and emotions seek nothing less than the total domination of the galaxy. Their demonic legions, an ever-present threat to the fragile order of the Imperium. Beyond the machinations of chaos lie myriad other threats, the Xenos races. These alien beings, diverse and enigmatic, challenge the supremacy of humanity with their own ancient ambitions and unfathomable motives. They are a reminder that humanity is but one player on the grand cosmic stage, surrounded by adversaries with their own tales of empire and conquest. Chapter 1. The Imperium of Man In the dying light of the 41st millennium, humanity clings to existence amidst the unforgiving expanse of the cosmos. Millennia have ebbed away since mankind first ventured into the celestial unknown, with empires rising in splendor, only to crumble into oblivion. Yet through it all, humanity has endured, persevering against a relentless tide of cosmic horrors hell-bent on their annihilation. The Imperium of Man stands as a colossal bastion in these dark times, a monolith of human dominion spanning a million worlds. At its core rests holy terror, where the revered god-emperor lies eternally bound to his golden throne. This vast empire, envisioned as a unified entity under the vigilant gaze of the High Lords of Terror and the meticulous Adeptus Administratum, stretches its influence across the galaxy. In its name, legions march and fleets traverse the void, a testament to the Emperor's celestial mandate. Yet beneath this facade of unity and order, the Imperium reels in constant turmoil. Planets vanish into the moor of warp storms or fall prey to nightmarish invasions. From a cosmic perspective, the Imperium would resemble a constellation of flickering candles scattered across an abyssal darkness, some blazing fiercely, while others are snuffed out by the encroaching shadows. Each world within the Imperium is a fiefdom ruled by its planetary governor, a potentate allowed near autonomy as long as the Imperial tithe is met. Many of these rulers are despots or fools, 
their rule as precarious as it is absolute. Isolated by the vastness of space, they are perpetually besieged by internal strife and external threats. In this harsh reality, even the most just ruler is forced into tyranny to preserve their realm. The Imperium's lifeline, interstellar travel and communication, relies on the capricious realm of the warp, a dimension of unbridled energy and unfathomable peril. It is from these tumultuous depths that the gravest threats to humanity arise. Demons and heretics born from the warp's corrupting touch sow chaos and madness, while alien races lurk in the interstellar void, ever eager to ravage human domains for their inscrutable ends. Yet in the face of overwhelming odds, the warriors of the Imperium fight on. Their struggle is not for glory or freedom, but for the sheer will to endure another day. In this nightmarish epoch, there is no hope, no reprieve. Only an unending war against a universe that seeks their extinction. Chapter 2. The Emperor of Mankind To the countless souls of humanity, the Emperor is not just a ruler, but a deity incarnate. An omnipotent presence enthroned upon the golden throne of terror. His is the guiding light, the divine protector to whom prayers for salvation are fervently offered. Depicted in myriad forms, the Emperor is worshipped with an unwavering devotion that knows no bounds. Yet, beneath this facade of divinity lies a truth far more harrowing, a reality that would shatter the minds of the faithful. Ten thousand years have passed since the Emperor emerged on holy terror, uniting humanity's fractured remnants and leading a grand crusade to reclaim their lost empire. The annals of this age of glory have been eroded by time, buried in sealed vaults or transformed into allegories and myths. These tales speak of a crusade against the darkness of old night, a quest to bring the golden radiance of the Imperium to the cosmos. In a time long forgotten, mankind stood as a technological and scientific beacon to the galaxy, known as the Dark Age of Technology only to be thrust down to the pits of virtual extinction as advanced artificial intelligence sought to obliterate and subjugate mankind. From this horror, mankind slowly recovered, clawing up from the muck and blood, but they would never again match such highs as that technological age and instead fall prey to religious extremism, barbarism and Xeno's threat. After witnessing the horrific path laid out before humanity, the Emperor built armies, birthed from genetic manipulation from his own gene seed, and swept across ancient terror to unify humanity under one banner, the Imperium of Man. In a race against time to counter the looming threat of the warp and Xenos threat, he swept throughout the galaxy and with it cast the long shadow of the oppressive tyrannical rule known as secular rationalism. All faith would be squashed all leaders would bow to his rule. Each planet would bend the knee or be crushed under the might of his armies. Leading these great genetically modified warriors would be his 20 sons, his Primarchs, each one a demigod grown in a lab, harvested from his genetic lineage. These chosen 20 
were born to lead a legion of Astartes, themselves born of the gene seed of their Primarchs, their genetic fathers. Destiny, however, had a different plan in mind. Further elucidation of this great tale is linked below. During the majestic heights of his galaxy-wide crusade came the great betrayal. Horus, his most favored son, succumbed to the corrupting whispers of chaos. He led half his brothers into rebellion, igniting a civil war between the Space Marine legions that set the galaxy ablaze. This internecine conflict, a maelstrom of fury and despair, saw the Emperor's angels clash with those tarnished by chaos for humanity's very soul. In the end, Horus fell to the Emperor's might, but the victory came at a grievous cost. The Emperor was left a broken husk, his physical form shattered, yet his psychic might remained undiminished. Thus began the Emperor's eternal vigil, his spirit bound to the arcane machinery of the Golden Throne. Though his physical form no longer strides across battlefields, his presence continues to shepherd and shield humanity from the warp's demonic tides. Enshrined in the Ecclesiarchy's teachings and immortalized in art and scripture, the Emperor's sacrifice remains central to the Imperial Creed. As long as faith endures, the Emperor protects. In truth, the Emperor is a shadow of his former self, his withered body, ensnared within the Golden Throne's intricate mechanisms, endures only through the fusion of ancient technology and psychic might. Though his godlike presence persists, he cannot communicate or directly influence his empire. His dominion is metaphysical, his will a bulwark against the encroaching darkness of chaos. The Emperor's throne room, nestled within the heart of the vast Imperial Palace on Terra, stands as the most fortified site in the Imperium. Guarded by the Adeptus Custodes, these genetically perfected warrior monks devote their entire existence to the Emperor's protection. The palace itself, a monumental fortress, is equipped to withstand assaults that could ravage entire star systems. Yet, despite these formidable defenses, the Emperor remains imperiled. Invasion fleets comprising heretics, xenos and demons ceaselessly batter the soul system's defenses, each seeking to breach terror. Meanwhile, the machine gods Magi, custodians of the Golden Throne's failing systems, struggle to maintain its ancient technologies. Whispers of the throne's deterioration spread, fueling fears of the Emperor's waning life force. Should the Emperor's light fade, humanity stands on the precipice of oblivion, for his death would herald an end to the Imperium and plunge his subjects into an unfathomable abyss. Chapter 3 The Tyrannical Rule of the Imperium in the vast expanse of the Emperor's realm, where his divine presence remains an enigmatic beacon, the stewardship of this colossal empire falls to the High Lords of Terror, the Senatorum Imperialis. This conclave of autocrats, enshrined in power and authority, issues decrees in the Emperor's name, a Sisyphean endeavor to reign over an increasingly dystopian Imperium. Amidst the labyrinthine bureaucracy, and the sprawling war zones. The Imperium stretches so thinly over unfathomable cosmic distances 
that true centralized governance becomes an almost mythic concept. Reports, distress signals, and pleas for aid traverse the interstellar void, often taking months, sometimes years, to reach terror. The response, hindered by the whims of warp, travel, and bureaucratic inertia, is invariably delayed. In this reality, countless systems, especially those remote or isolated, rely on local governance and military for survival. To these distant worlds, the broader Imperium often seems an abstract entity, distant and intangible. Within the labyrinthine halls of the Adeptus Administratum, the heart of Imperial bureaucracy beats in a slow, relentless rhythm. Here, countless scribes and officials toil in a never-ending cycle of paperwork and decrees. Their lives are defined by the monotonous drudgery of record-keeping and regulation enforcement, an endless sea of data and directives flowing through the Imperium's countless worlds. The daily life of an administratum clerk is one of tedious routine, each day indistinguishable from the last, marked by the scratching of quills and the shuffling of parchment. In these hallowed halls, decisions that affect billions are made with the stroke of a pen, often devoid of context or understanding of their far-reaching consequences. It is a system creaking under its own weight, where inefficiency and delay are as common as the air they breathe. In this bureaucratic morass, the simplest decision can take years to finalize. The urgency of war and strife lost in an ocean of procedure and protocol. The administratum's grip on the Imperium is both absolute and paradoxically tenuous. Its effectiveness hampered by its own colossal scale and the ever-present shadow of corruption and ambition within its ranks. However, complacency is a luxury no governor can afford. Deviation from the Emperor's rigid doctrine invites swift and brutal retribution. The Imperium's relentless bureaucratic machine tirelessly works to suppress any hint of insurrection or heresy, enforcing a grim status quo essential for the Empire's survival. The shadow of the Horus heresy casts long over the Imperium, for another civil war would signal the end of the Imperium. Already stretched beyond any semblance of a functioning empire, the hint of heresy is stamped out with extreme prejudice. It is not unheard of for entire worlds to receive the order Exterminutus, the complete destruction of all life on a planet. Such determinations are made by the highest ranks of the Imperium, a chapter master space marine, a high lord admiral of the Imperial Navy, or an inquisitor. The method for delivery vary, but each is uncompromising. The High Lords, invariably twelve in number, hold their council with positions revered and unassailable. The Master of the Administratum, the Paternal Envoy of the Navis Nobilitae, and the Fabricator General of the Adeptus Mechanicus, among others, bear the onerous task of interpreting the Emperor's will, their decisions shaping the lives of billions. Beneath the High Lords lies the Adeptus Terror, a colossal bureaucratic entity subdivided into innumerable factions. The Adeptus Administratum, its most extensive arm, oversees the daunting task of marshalling the Imperium's resources and maintaining its archives, a task perpetually lagging centuries behind. The Departmento Munitorum, 
commands the vast military apparatus, a gargantuan effort that consumes thousands of lives daily in its unending grind. The Imperium's governance extends through various other organs. The Navi's nobility and its noble houses of navigators are those that follow the beacon of the Astronomicum, which guides ships through the warp. The Adeptus Astra Telepathica are charged with hunting psychers to maintain the Emperor's throne. And finally, the Officio Assassinorum, who are a small but elite cadre, who transform select individuals into lethal assassins. Each of these bodies, along with the Adeptus Ministorum, Adeptus Mechanicus, Adeptus Astartes, Astra Militarum, and others, exerts its might to uphold the High Lord's edicts. Yet for all their combined might, the Imperium's vastness ensures that only a fraction of distress calls are answered, only a sliver of threats adequately met. It is not the actions of any single entity, but the sheer inertia of the Imperium that propels it forward through disasters and atrocities, a behemoth trudging through the annals of time. Chapter 4. The Great Rift 10,000 years after the Horus Heresy, the Imperium of Man stood as a testament to human resilience. The Emperor's light still shone brightly, guiding countless worlds through the treacherous darkness of the galaxy. Yet, even in this relative peace, a storm brewed in the warp, unseen and terrible. In the 41st millennium, the Eye of Terror, a swirling vortex of pure chaos, erupted in a cataclysmic event that tore open the fabric of reality. This wound, known as the Great Rift, spewed forth a torrent of demonic energy, plunging the galaxy into a new age of darkness. The very fabric of space and time writhes in agony, twisted and warped by the unbridled energies of the warp. Storms of raw psychic energy erupt from the rift, painting the void in lurid hues of purple, green and red. Unholy whispers echo across the interstellar void, promising power and oblivion in equal measure. The consequences of the Great Rift's creation were immediate and devastating. The Astronomican's light, normally a beacon of hope and guidance, was now a twisted and corrupted mess, its tendrils reaching out to touch the warp in ways that were never meant to be. Navigation became impossible, warp travel unreliable, and communication between distant sectors ceased almost entirely. The Imperium, once a vast and interconnected empire, was now a fragmented collection of isolated worlds, each left to fend for itself against the encroaching darkness. The forces of chaos, emboldened by the rift, surged forth, their demonic hordes tearing through the shattered Imperium. The Great Rift was a wound that would never truly heal, a scar upon the face of the galaxy, a reminder of the ever-present threat of chaos, a grim portent of the darkness yet to come. The Imperium, once a monolithic entity, stood divided. But amidst the darkness, there are glimmers of hope. The return of Rabutai Gilliman, the Primarch of the Ultramarines, has rekindled the flickering flame of Imperial defiance. He is a beacon of logic and reason in a universe gone mad, gathers the shattered remnants of the Imperium, 
and leads them in a desperate struggle for survival. Chapter 5 The Imperium Sanctus In the fragmented reality born from the cataclysm of the Great Rift, the Imperium Sanctus stands as a realm torn yet enduring, clinging to the precipice of oblivion. It encompasses the Segmentum Solar, Tempestus, and parts of Obscurus and Ultima, with holy terror as its indomitable heart. Here, amidst this time of nightmares, better is a term used sparingly. At the core of this embattled domain pulses the Astronomicon, a resplendent beacon of psychic light piercing the maddening chaos of warp space. This luminous guide, born from the sacrificial agony of countless psychers, and magnified by the Emperor's will, serves as humanity's navigational lifeline across the star-strewn void. Daily, psychers are consumed in this dire ritual, their minds burnt to cinders, a necessary sacrifice to sustain the Empire's tenuous grasp Across this vast stretch of the galaxy, worlds of endless variety toil under the Imperial yoke, their tithes of manpower and resources fueling the unquenchable fires of the Astra Militarum. Space Marine chapters launch relentless strikes against the darkest threats, while Imperial Navy fleets wage war in the void against myriad foes. The Sisters of Battle, zealous and unyielding, carry the Ecclesiarchy's fiery creed into battle, purging heresy with holy fervor, and in the shadows, agents of the Imperium enact the Emperor's will, as the enigmatic tech priests of Mars harness ancient technologies to arm humanity's legions. Communication across this fractured empire is a precarious endeavor, reliant on the strained abilities of astropaths who transmit messages through the treacherous Immaterium. These psychic communiques, fraught with symbolism and prone to distortion, underscore the fragility of the Imperium's hold on coherence. Compounding this is the monolithic bureaucracy that governs the Imperium Sanctus, a slow, uncaring machine that grinds lives and histories into dust, responding to crises with glacial indifference. In this sprawling empire, Countless souls are born and die in obscurity, crushed under the oppressive regime of imperial law and finding scant solace in the imperial faith. Their existence, marked by hardship and fear, contributes to the endless war machine, as unremarked as the munitions that fuel its battles. For the vast majority, life is a fleeting shadow, untouched by the grandeur of the cosmos or the horrors of war. Only those who venture into the stars on conquests or battles may glimpse beyond this narrow existence, yet often what they encounter is nothing short of horrific. In this grim reality, humanity's every effort is bent towards the machinery of total war, each soul a cog in an unyielding engine of survival, ever longing for a dawn that may never break. Chapter 6 The Imperium Nihilus In the shadowed expanse beyond the Great Rift, the Imperium Nihilus languishes, a realm severed from the Emperor's light and assailed by unrelenting nightmares. This forsaken territory, 
shrouded in the tempestuous warp storms of the Great Rift, endures in a state of desperate isolation. Only through treacherous channels, haunted by phantasmal horrors and marauding pirates, do Imperial fleets dare to traverse. Each world within this benighted expanse stands as a solitary bastion against an encroaching darkness. The Noctis Eterna's onset unleashed psychic shockwaves that ravaged the galaxy, leaving planets shattered or irreparably warped. Demonic legions poured from reality's torn fabric, bringing slaughter and torment. Heretical cults rose, prophesying doom, while mutations and madness ran rampant, igniting infernos of violence and despair. Yet amidst this apocalypse, pockets of resistance endured. Fortresses marshaled their defenses, agri-worlders waged guerrilla wars against alien incursions, and industrial planets became frenzied war factories. In this hellish reality, survival came at an unspeakable cost, with death often seeming a mercy. Navigating the Imperium Nihilus is akin to sailing through a storm-wracked sea of madness. Warp travel is fraught with danger, capricious tides, erratic destinations, and temporal distortions plague every journey. Communication between worlds is stifled, with psychic messages arriving as fragmented nightmares, if at all. Isolation breeds despair in these worlds, many believing themselves the last bastion of humanity. Leaders are driven to grim choices in their struggle to keep the flame of civilization alight amidst plagues, supernatural terrors, and a landscape twisting under malevolent skies. Despair haunts every soul, yet against all odds, they endure. As the great rift seethes across the heavens, it becomes a conduit of corruption, a boon to the Imperium's foes. Xenos races, unbound by warp constraints, prey upon weakened worlds. Heretics and traitors ride the chaotic currents of the warp, enacting vile rituals that damn worlds, or hurl them into the warp's abyssal heart. Ancient horrors, long dormant, awaken to feast on the chaos, emerging to assail humanity with renewed ferocity. Yet even as darkness encroaches, the Imperium Nihilus's defenders hold fast. Space Marine chapters, inquisitorial bastions, and the Adepta Sororitas stand as beacons of defiance. Rogue traders, Mechanicus fleets and Imperial Navy vessels brave the Immaterium's chaos to bring hope or claim new worlds for humanity. In the face of impending doom, faith and hatred burn as twin torches against the encroaching night. For every world lost, a crusade ignites, a defiant stand against the unyielding darkness. Chapter 7 Angels of Death In the vast and beleaguered expanse of the Imperium, no symbol of authority and military prowess resonates more profoundly than the Adeptus Astartes. They are the Angels of Death. These post-human, genetically augmented warriors embody unmatched skill and devastating force, towering above the average Imperial citizen. They stand as the bulwark against the gravest threats to the Emperor's dominion. Legend holds that a thousand chapters of these formidable warriors exist, each a thousand strong. 
While the truth of their numbers may be shrouded in the mists of the Imperium scale and chaos, such beliefs underscore the Space Marines' extraordinary capabilities. They are both the sword and shield of the Imperium, descending from the heavens to obliterate enemy ranks as steadfastly as they defend Imperial worlds against any onslaught. Each Space Marine is a paragon of war, sculpted through genetic mastery and steeled in mind and soul against fear and despair. Clad in the finest war gear, they engage in battle with a ferocity and swiftness few foes can hope to match. To be chosen as a Space Marine is to forsake one's past humanity, embracing an existence dedicated entirely to war in the Emperor's name. In return, they are elevated beyond mere mortals, fighting across centuries for mankind's survival. Behind the legend of these superhuman warriors lies a tale of sacrifice and metamorphosis, a process that transcends the very essence of what it means to be human. The path of a space marine begins on worlds shrouded in unceasing gang warfare or extreme hardship. From these planets, young aspirants are chosen, not for their innocence, but for their potential to endure and conquer. The trials they face are merciless, designed to break the spirit and body. It is in these trials that boys are forged into the raw material from which space marines are made. Many fall, lost to the brutality of these tests. But for those who persevere, a greater challenge awaits. Survivors are then subjected to the sacred rite of gene seed implantation. This process is as dangerous as it is miraculous, transforming frail human bodies into living weapons. The gene seed, each organ a genetic legacy from the Primarchs themselves, is implanted. The pain is unimaginable, for it is the pain of rebirth. Many are lost in this process, their bodies rejecting the transcendent transformation. Those who survive emerge altered, faster, stronger, and more resilient, a step closer to the legendary beings they aspire to become. But physical prowess alone does not a space marine make. The aspirants' minds are honed through psycho-conditioning, a relentless mental remolding that eradicates fear, instills unshakable loyalty, and prepares them for the horrors of war. They are taught the history of their chapter, the strategies of war, and the unyielding creed of the Adeptus Astartes. In these sessions, aspirants are stripped of their former selves and reborn as warriors of the Emperor. With new bodies and minds, the aspirants are thrust into rigorous training. Here, in the crucible of simulated battles and relentless drills, they learn the art of war. Every aspect of combat, from tactical acumen to mastery of weapons, is ingrained into their very being. This period is arduous, a test of endurance and skill, where only the exceptional rise to the challenge. The final initiation marks the end of trials and the birth of a space marine. In a sacred ceremony steeped in tradition, the new space marines don their armor, a fusion of relic and protective shell. They emerge from this rite no longer as the boys who entered but as the Emperor's angels of death, warriors forged for the eternal war that rages across the stars. From mortal to legend, 
from flesh to living weapon. It is a process that embodies the very essence of the Imperium, sacrifice, strength, and the unwavering will to prevail against the darkness. Space Marine chapters are autonomous, each a distinct brotherhood with its own culture, traditions, and warfare artistry. Many reign over their own worlds from immense fortress monasteries, while others roam the void in crusading fleets, ever vigilant for the next threat. Commanded by chapter masters, figures of immense authority and strategic acumen, these chapters embody greater independence and power than even the rulers of worlds. Despite their diversity in culture and practice, all Space Marine chapters share a common lineage tracing back to the Emperor's demigod sons, the Primarchs. From these legendary figures' gene seed were born the original Space Marine legions, later reorganized into myriad chapters by the sacred Codex Astartes during the second founding. Successive foundings have continued this legacy, each new chapter imbued with the genetic heritage of the ancient Primarchs. Chapter 8, Warriors of the Faith. In the sprawling dominion of the Imperium, the Adepta Sororitas, known as the Sisters of Battle, stand as the zealous sword of the Ecclesiarchy. Their sacred charge is the defense of the Imperial Faith, a mandate they execute with unyielding resolve, purging heresy and darkness with fire, blade, and bolt. They are the torchbearers of faith, launching crusades that span the stars, ever vigilant against the encroaching shadows that threaten to consume humanity. The Adepta Sororitas, the Sisters of Battle, are not merely warriors, they are zealots, their lives a perpetual litany of faith and fire. Each day begins with the chanting of prayers, the halls of their convents echoing with hymns of devotion to the Emperor. Their rituals are as much a part of their strength as their bolters and armor, a spiritual armor against the corruption of the warp. Their beliefs are unyielding, their faith a weapon as potent as any in their arsenal. They view the galaxy as a battlefield between the divine will of the Emperor and the heretical taint of Chaos and Xenos. This worldview shapes their combat doctrines, driving them to fight with a fervor and zeal that is both awe-inspiring and terrifying. On the battlefield, their tactics reflect their beliefs. They are known for their shock assaults, their acts of martyrdom, and their use of purifying flame. Each sister is trained to be a versatile warrior, capable of both frontline assaults and defensive stands. Their faith sustains them in battle, turning them into unrelenting avatars of the Emperor's wrath. Throughout the Emperor's realms, legions of preachers, confessors, and missionaries venture forth from the cardinal worlds, their voices echoing the Imperial Creed. Their mission is to bring the light of the Emperor to heathen worlds, to supplant alien beliefs with the divine truth of the Imperial faith. Whether marching alongside the Imperium's armies or weaving through the dense throngs of populous worlds, their oratory kindles the flame of devotion in the hearts of all who hear them. In contrast, the Sisters of Battle embody a singular purpose, the unrelenting defense of the Imperial Faith's sanctity. As the guardians of the Ecclesiarchy's creed, they wield their military might with a precision and fervor unmatched. Adorned in power armor, echoing that of the Adeptus Astartes, 
They are a formidable presence on any battlefield. Their weaponry, both ranged and melee, is a testament to their martial prowess, and they are supported by a formidable array of armored vehicles, combat walkers, and mobile artillery. The Adepta Sororitas training and spiritual purity are unparalleled, making them the embodiment of the God Emperor's wrath. Their existence is a constant testament to the strength of the Imperial faith, a force of divine retribution against all who would defy the Emperor's will. While ostensibly, the militant arm of the Ecclesiarchy, the Sisters of Battle are led by their own, the Abbas Sanctorum, who commands from the Convent Prioress on Terror. Each order of the Adepta Sororitas operates from its fortified sanctuary. In their hands, the Ecclesiarchy's doctrine is not merely a set of beliefs, but a weapon, wielded with unmatched zeal in the Emperor's name. Chapter 9. The Inquisition Within the shadowed corridors of Imperial power, few entities command as much fear and respect as the Inquisition. These clandestine operatives, vested with near-limitless authority, stand as the silent guardians of the Imperium's survival. An Inquisitor's word is law, their authority extending to commandeering military forces, deploying private armies, and even enacting the dreaded Exterminatus upon worlds deemed irredeemable. The burden borne by the Inquisition is immense, their mandate extending to the very preservation of the Imperium. Possessing the tacit authority of the Emperor himself, Inquisitors operate with a merciless resolve, unflinching in the face of decisions that would break lesser souls. Entire regiments, garrisons, even planetary populations may fall to their ruthless judgment, sacrificed in the name of a greater good. The path of an Inquisitor is a journey through shadows and secrets, a road paved with peril and moral ambiguity. Initiation into the Inquisition begins with the identification of potential, a keen mind, an unyielding will, and a certain moral flexibility that is crucial for the tasks ahead. As an acolyte, the Initiate is exposed to the harsh truths of the galaxy, witnessing firsthand the threats that lurk in the darkness. They learn the arts of subterfuge, interrogation, and warfare, their every belief and moral precept challenged and often broken. It is a harsh tutelage, one that forges an Inquisitor's mind into a weapon as sharp as any blade. As they rise through the ranks, Inquisitors face choices that strain their humanity to its limits. They operate in a realm where the ends often justify the most extreme means, where the life of one or even millions can be sacrificed for the greater good of the Imperium. This constant balancing act between necessity and conscience is the Inquisitor's burden, a weight that often leads to isolation, paranoia, and a blurred line between righteousness and tyranny. Each Inquisitor bears a rosette, a symbol of their absolute authority, unlocking access to any resource, any secret. The very mention of the Inquisition evokes dread, for to cross them is to invite death. The Inquisition is not a monolith, but a complex web of Ordos, each with its unique focus. From the Ordo Hereticus, relentless hunters of heresy, to the alien-focused Ordo Xenos, each Ordo addresses specific threats. 
Specialized groups like the Ordo Sepulturum battle supernatural plagues, while the Ordo Kronos contends with the temporal anomalies of warp travel. The scope of their oversight is vast, encompassing everything from pre-industrial societies to monitoring the Officio Assassinorum itself. Inquisitors often operate in solitude, their missions shrouded in secrecy spanning decades or even centuries. Strong-willed and independent, they rarely collaborate, instead forming temporary alliances or engaging in shadowy conflicts with their own kind. The divide between Puritan inquisitors, adherents of strict dogma, and the radicals, who employ any means for the Imperium's benefit, exemplifies the complex dynamics within the Inquisition. These solitary figures are supported by a diverse array of hand-picked agents, law officers, bodyguards, savants, and more exotic operatives like Xenos mercenaries and sanctioned psychers. These agents work from the shadows, gathering intelligence and executing their Inquisitor's will until the time comes for overt action. As Inquisitors delve deeper into the darkness that threatens the Imperium, their methods intensify, their decisions grow heavier, and the line between right and wrong blurs. Each battle against the galaxy's horrors hardens them, forging Inquisitors into instruments of judgment, their every action a stark reminder of the dire stakes at play in the eternal struggle for the Imperium soul. Chapter 10, Perils Unknown. A stellar empire unmatched since the ancient days of Necron and Eldari faces unending peril in its quest for dominance. Its immense size, while a source of strength, exposes it to innumerable threats, ensuring that no sector is safe from danger. The boundaries of Imperial space, far from the rigid lines of official cartography, are ever-changing frontiers where stability is a fleeting dream. Even the Segmentum Solar, the heartland of humanity, belies the illusion of unity and security propagated by the Administratum. As one ventures further from holy terror, the Imperial hold grows increasingly tenuous, giving way to lawless expanses teeming with unseen horrors. Regions like the Halo Stars, the Veiled Region, and the Western Fringe epitomize this wild frontier, where worlds are as likely to fall to invasion or treachery as new planets are claimed by exploratory fleets and rogue traders. Humanity's defenders watch warily from their fortifications, ever alert to the countless dangers lurking in the void. The question is not if a threat will emerge, but when and in what monstrous form it will manifest. Beyond the fringes of Imperial space, enemies gather in the darkness, biding their time. Among these foes, the chaos-corrupted Astartes, renegade space marines who serve the Dark Gods, are particularly feared. They ride the turbulent waves of warp storms, or assemble vast invasion fleets under formidable warlords. Xenos species encircle the Imperium on all sides. From the Enslavers to the Thexian Predators, these alien threats range from localized menaces to expansive empires, clashing violently with Imperial borders. The Tau Empire expands into the Imperium's eastern reaches, while Orc invasions and Necron awakenings threaten Imperial settlements. The Tyranids, like a cosmic scourge, 
sweep across the galaxy, annihilating all life in their path. And always, new and unknown Xenos emerge from the darkness, plunging human worlds into chaos. Within the Imperium's own borders, dangers are no less prevalent. Resentment and rebellion fester in the shadows, spurred by the hardship of daily life. Heresy and mutation thrive in the dark corners of society, driven by the warp's insidious influence, especially since the cataclysm of the Great Rift. The Imperium's rigid intolerance of mutation, while sanctioned in some cases, often drives countless innocents towards desperation and ultimately into the clutches of chaos. Not all heretics are mutants, though. Many turn to the Dark Gods out of despair, seeking escape from the crushing oppression of Imperial rule. From Hive City cults to blood rites on frontier worlds, heresy can begin with small, desperate acts, spiraling into damnation. In this era of war and turmoil, the Imperium faces an unceasing struggle against both the external onslaught of its myriad foes and the internal rot of corruption and heresy. Vigilance and brutality are the bywords of survival in a realm where the light of civilization is but a fragile barrier against the encroaching darkness. Chapter 10 The Dark Gods In the abyssal depths of the warp, where reality contorts and sanity unravels, dwell the Chaos Gods. These ancient unfathomable entities born from the primal fears and desires of all sentient beings, gaze upon the material universe with covetous, malevolent eyes. Four gods reign supreme, each a dark mirror to mortal obsessions and dread. In the twisted realm of the warp, where reality is but a plaything, the chaos gods, ancient beings of immeasurable power, partake in a ceaseless, malevolent contest known as the Great Game. It is a struggle as eternal as the gods themselves, a war of supremacy and influence fought both in the ethereal planes of the warp and the material universe of the 41st millennium. Within the warp, the chaos gods vie for dominance, their legions of demons clashing in endless battles. These conflicts are as much a part of the gods' nature as their desire to influence the material realm. Korn's bloodthirsty hordes clash violently, against the intricate schemes of Tsinch, his legions of change and deception. Nurgle's pestilent forces lumber into battle against the decadent and perverse demons of Slanesh. The influence of this great game extends far beyond the warp, spilling into the material universe. Notable incursions have left scars across the galaxy, shaping the fate of entire worlds and civilizations. The Horus Heresy a galaxy-spanning civil war was a direct result of chaos manipulation, turning brother against brother and nearly toppling the Imperium of Man. Mortal followers of chaos, from the traitorous space marines known as the Chaos Astartes to the myriad cultists and heretics, are but pawns in this cosmic game. They wage war in the name of their dark patrons, bringing the discord of the warp into real space Planets have burned, and entire systems have been lost to these conflicts, each act of devastation a tribute to the gods they serve. The great game is played not only on the battlefields of the warp,
but in the hearts and minds of every being touched by chaos. Korn, the blood god, is brutality incarnate, a monstrous embodiment of violence and wrath. Envisioned as a titanic warrior, clad in armor wrought from the essence of battle itself, he sits upon a throne of skulls, each a testament to his insatiable lust for bloodshed. His visage is a horror, a bestial warhound with nostrils spewing smoke and flame, his eyes burning pits of hatred. The sword at his side, Wobringer, is a weapon of apocalyptic power, capable of tearing the very fabric of reality, unleashing his legions upon the galaxy. In the eyes of his followers, Korn's thirst for war is eternal, a god who revels in the indiscriminate carnage of friend and foe alike. Zinch, the great conspirator, weaves the tapestry of fate with malevolent intent. Known as the changer of ways, he embodies the ceaseless flux of destiny and magic. His form is an ever-shifting mirage of possibilities, a grotesque amalgam of laughing and weeping faces, crowned with horns and enveloped in arcane fire. His followers are ensnared in his labyrinthine plots, their actions seemingly nonsensical until their catastrophic culmination. Zienche's schemes are a web of deceit and manipulation, spanning time and space, ensnaring galaxies in his inscrutable designs. Nurgle the Plague Father revels in the cycle of decay and renewal. A grotesque figure of rot and disease, his corpulent form teems with pestilence and parasites. His realm is a garden of corruption, a perverse mockery of life, where decay breeds fecundity. To Nurgle, his plagues are gifts, spreading death and decay, yet nurturing new, abhorrent life in their wake. His followers embrace their afflictions with morbid joy, spreading his contagion with fanatical devotion. Slanesh, the Prince of Excess, embodies the seductive nature of overindulgence, androgynous being of beguiling beauty and horror who ensnares souls with the promise of forbidden pleasures. The Dark Prince's realm is a palace of hedonism, each circle a trap of desire, leading the unwary into an eternity of torment. They feed on the extremes of emotion, twisting the purest intentions into paths of depravity. The god's allure is irresistible, drawing mortals into a spiral of obsession and madness. In the eternal darkness of the warp, these gods and their demonic legions wage a ceaseless war, a reflection of their struggle for supremacy in the hearts and minds of mortals. Their influence seeps into the galaxy, corrupting, enticing, and destroying. In the grim darkness of the far future, the shadow of the Chaos Gods looms large, a constant insidious threat to the very fabric of reality. Before we finish this Tales from the Warp, please consider joining our Patreon and receive your monthly gifts. From artwork to full illustrated lore guides, every tier shall receive. Chapter 11 The Astra Militarum in this endless night of a future far removed from hope or mercy, the Astra Militarum, the vast and unyielding arm of the Imperium's war machine, stands defiant. Known in the common tongue as the Imperial Guard, they are the iron spine of humanity's sprawling empire, a relentless torrent of flesh and steel, 
holding back the unceasing darkness that seeks to devour the stars. In the Astra Militarum, there are no heroes born of myth, no figures of legend clad in unbreakable armor. Here, amidst the choking fumes of battlefields that span desolate worlds, are only mortals. Men and women drawn from a thousand different worlds, each steeped in their own blood-soaked histories, stand shoulder to shoulder. They are the embodiment of human grit, a multitude clad in drab uniforms and carrying lace guns, their only shield against the unimaginable horrors that lurk beyond the light of the Emperor. Their war is a symphony of despair, a relentless march of soul-weary soldiers trudging through the muck and ruin of shattered planets. The Astra Militarum is a force built not on the marvels of technology or the blessings of the warp, but on the unbreakable will of humanity. In their ranks, fear and courage blend until indistinguishable, for each soldier knows the fleeting worth of their life in the grand tapestry of the eternal war. The commanders of this endless army are as diverse as the regiments under their command, each a hardened soul, tempered by the fires of countless battles. They are the unseen hands guiding the artillery barrages that tear the sky asunder, the unyielding force behind the thunderous advance of tanks and the disciplined volleys of last fire that light the darkness. In the echoing vastness of the universe, where hope is but a whispered lie, the Astra Militarum stands as a bulwark against the ceaseless tide of anarchy and alien horror. Theirs is not a story of glory or redemption, but of unending struggle and sacrifice. Each battle, a testament to the resilience of the human spirit. Each victory, a brief respite in an unending siege. The Astra Militarum are the unsung, the forgotten, their tales lost in the howling void. They fight not for the promise of legend, but for the slim chance of another dawn. Thank you for watching and listening.